the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to this episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. You have heard how Marxist ideology is finding its tentacles into all American institutions, whether it's Hollywood, journalism, the media, uh, even government, and certainly academia. Now, how long has this been going on? That's up for question. Some people say the 60s. Some people say the 1920s. It certainly is rearing its head now, but this has been known for a long time that the money from authoritarian governments has been funding a lot of these higher institutions of learning. UPenn is really suffering some some pain to its reputation, and we will get into what's been going on at UPenn, one of these Ivy League schools. You might not believe this, but you got to hear it. It is next. Welcome to the Michelle Tafoya Podcast. So UPenn, one of the Ivy League schools, is getting hurt by its donors right now who are saying, what are you doing? How are you supporting a bunch of this pro-Hamas, you know, protesting on campus? How is this going on here? Why are our Jewish students not feeling safe? Well, this could have been identified longer ago and actually was by someone on campus. We'll get into it, plus a story about a UPenn student who was just arrested in the last 24 hours or so. This today is Monday. Uh, So we'll get into that right after this. I want to tell you about America being at a tipping point. And I think we know that. I'm Michelle Tafoya to tell you about a new movie you have to see. Dinesh D'Souza's movie, Police State, exposes the government's relentless persecution of the conservative MAGA movement. That's make America great again. The America we know and love is becoming more and more like a police state every day. The FBI has turned its eyes away from real dangers in the world to target what they call domestic terrorists with a totalitarian agenda that's treating conservative Americans like criminals. They're targeting their political opponents, using mass surveillance and censorship, indoctrinating our children and threatening families with military style raids on our homes threatening people like you and me who speak our minds and stand up for freedom of speech, freedom of religion, our God-given American liberties. Directed by Dinesh D'Souza, Debbie D'Souza, and Bruce Schooley, Police State sounds the alarm. If you demand your freedom, they're coming after you. How do we get here and how do we turn the tide of this tyrannical government's agenda? You got to see this movie, Police State. Buy it or stream it now at policestatefilm.net policestatefilm.net. Well, that kind of dovetails into what I wanted to talk about today. The reason I wanted to talk about this today is I saw this story in the New York Post and it bothered me uh, because we're talking about students on American campuses built in the tradition of American education, freedom of speech, freedom of expression, and yet this student, and this isn't the only case, is in trouble for some, no, I'll tell you. I'm, let me read to you from the New York Times. A University of Pennsylvania student who, who proclaimed she felt, quote, empowered and happy 
on the day Hamas terrorists launched their deadly attack against Israeli civilians has since been busted for stealing an Israeli flag on campus, according to reports. So this young woman on the UPenn campus said she was, quote, empowered and happy the day that Hamas terrorists, not Palestinian civilians, attacked Israeli civilians, not Israeli soldiers, babies, children, and women. Her name is, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Tara Tara, let's see, Tara Tara. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Tarawana. I'm going to call her Tara from now on because I, I, I don't like mispronouncing people's names, no matter who they are. She's a 2020 graduate of King's Academy in Madaba, Jordan. And she was arrested on November 4th for allegedly stealing an Israeli flag from the front of a campus apartments house near the Ivy League campus. That's according to the Daily Pennsylvanian. That's the on-campus newspaper. The Philadelphia District Attorney's Office charged this woman who once penned a column decrying settler colonialism as a violent machine with theft and receiving stolen property stemming from the October 28th incident, the outlet reported. Let me just go back to some of this verbiage that is being used in this movement. Settler colonialism, a violent machine. So apparently October 28th, she steals this Israeli flag. She's arrested November 4th. She gave a hate-filled speech at a Philadelphia rally last month with video of her addressing the pro-Palestinian crowd going viral. The Daily Pennsylvanian, again, that's Penn's independent student-run media organization, confirmed that. She said during this speech, during this tirade, quote, I remember feelings so empowered and happy, so confident that victory was near and so tangible. She tells a crowd about the monstrous October 7th attack. Victory was near. The disturbing footage drew widespread rebuke online, including from U.S. Representative Richie Torres, a Democrat out of New York. He's from the Bronx. He denounced the video in a post on X last week. He said, this is not a patient at a psychiatric hospital. This is a student at an Ivy League. I actually like this guy. I've seen him speak and yeah, it's a Democrat whom I like. According to an online profile, um, this woman considers herself a passionate human rights activist who planned to study English literature and art at UPenn and once wrote for Talid magazine. In an article in the Daily Pennsylvania published in September, 
the controversial co-ed, promoted then-upcoming Palestine Rights Literature Festival on the Philadelphia campus. So she's she's promoting this, this literary festival that's happening on campus. And she writes, For a land and a people who suffer from a history of colonialism, displacement, and erasure, the festival is an extremely important site of cultural preservation. That's from a September 14th piece she wrote. She could as easily have been, been writing about Israel. <laughs> I don't know if she recalls that not only was there an attempt to erase Jews, but six to 10 million of them were erased during the Holocaust. Or did she not study that? She denounced settler colonialism, calling it a violent machine which seeks to ex exterminate any semblance of Palestinian existence, including Palestinians' narrative of their own history. So this is who she is. She believes fervently in her cause. Good for her. She has freedom of speech. She used it, but then she stole an Israeli flag and she was arrested. But I don't know how Penn is going to respond to that arrest. Do you keep an arrested kid? You let them go through their due process. But um, there are rules. Now, here's the interesting part about this. I started to read about this and I thought, isn't you, Penn, one of the recipients of money from some of these authoritarian regimes? So I started investigating, doing some research, and here is an article from the Daily Pennsylvanian, that same independent student-run publication at UPenn. And in it, a gentleman named, by the name of Daniel Gurevich wrote an article called Foreign Donations to Penn Threaten Our Integrity. This is from March 2021, a full two and a half years before this happened. He writes the breakdown. Penn's acceptance of donations from authoritarian foreign governments is hypocritical to Penn's principles. Again, I'll remind you, this was written in 2021. Last year, the Daily Pennsylvania reported that Penn received nearly $258 million from foreign organizations between 2013 and mid-2019. Later that year, members of the House Judiciary Committee sent a letter to Amy Gutman, alleging that, quote, since 2015, the University of Pennsylvania has declared 92 gifts or contracts totaling $62,204,380 from China, Qatar, Saudi Arabia, Iran, and Russia. Some of our best buddies. All of which, 28, totaling about 27 million, were anonymous. 44% of them anonymous. Foreign government spending to American universities, particularly from China, have been described as a, quote, black hole due to the lack of transparency and disclosure involved. The acceptance of donations from authoritarian and undemocratic governments sharply contrasts with Penn's motto, Leges sine morbus vane, hope I'm saying that right, or laws without morals are useless. That is the UPenn motto. Laws without morals are useless. 
The writer goes on to say this presents massive concerns and hypocrisy for which we as a student body must hold Penn accountable. This is a courageous young writer. He continues, Our university is accepting funds from a government that actively suppresses democracy, forces ethnic minorities into detention camps to, quote, re-educate them, and downplays and censors news about the coronavirus pandemic. Mind you, this is only from China. Investigations reveal that Penn has also accepted donations from the Ministry of Defense of Saudi Arabia, a government that orchestrated and subsequently denied the assassination of journalist Jamal Khashoggi. Remember that? He was butchered. So this young man is pointing out that a a university whose motto is laws without morals are useless is accepting money from a bunch of countries that have laws without morals or morals at all by any measure. Again, he wrote this in 2021. He goes on. Governments like China's are passing legislation without accounting for ethics or morals. Putting Uyghur Muslims in detention camps, for example, attacks the fundamental human right to freely practice religion and goes in conflict with Penn's founding as a non-sectarian institute of higher education, which done to ensure people of all faiths or no faith had an opportunity to pursue academic study. If Penn wants to stand by its founding principles, then it must work with and ally itself with organizations that follow them as well. That would seem correct, wouldn't it? That would seem like the right thing to do. Ah, but money, as Cindy Lauper once said, money changes everything. In addition to Penn's hypocrisy, congressional investigations have found that foreign governments typically donate to universities like Penn with ulterior motives. You think? Countries like China target the higher education sector as a means to infiltrate American research projects and influence curricula. Senate investigations reveal that Chinese funding typically, quote, comes with strings that can compromise academic freedom. Well, no kidding. I mean, you don't need a Senate investigation to tell you that. These countries, their values and morals do not align with ours. And the left is constantly saying, we're trying to protect democracy. This is the biggest threat to democracy. This candidate, that candidate, they're threatening democracy. You know what's threatening democracy? Anti-democratic countries infiltrating our culture on every level. And if you think it stops at universities, at K through 12, at Hollywood, at public libraries, at the media, if it's in all of those institutions, don't you think it could infiltrate the government? Don't you think? We know some people from the government have been getting fired lately for their anti-Semitic statements. This young man continues his article in the Daily Pennsylvanian. This should be incredibly concerning. 
Donations that harm academic freedom also undermine Penn's quality of education and research, which is directly detrimental to us as students. As Robert Daly, director of the Kissinger Institute on China and the United States, stated in an interview with the Council on Foreign Relations, quote, universities have become a vector for the loss of strategically significant information to China through normal teaching and research activities. This is the broad and potentially, if not framed properly, extremely dangerous accusation or realization. Now, you'll notice here in the last 20 years, we are a country kind of at war with ourselves. Academically, we have set up structures to teach kids that they are either one, oppressed, or two, the oppressor whether it's critical black, critical race theory or, or critical gender theory, whatever you are, you're either oppressed or you're the oppressor. You're one or the other. That's a great way to divide people and have them howling at each other and fighting and having competing victimhood narratives. So as many people have predicted, this country because it is a, an economically thriving company and can afford to defend itself with a you know defensive weaponry shield the best way to break down or bring down america is from within you don't think people are trying what better way than to start them when they're young teach them that they are oppressed or the oppressor to feel ashamed or to feel emboldened to strike back one or the other. Here, the article continues at the very least, Penn must disclose all sources of funding from foreign organization promptly organizations promptly to create a more transparent and open atmosphere that ensures that donations to Penn do not come with strings attached. Last year, the department of education launched a reporting portal to allow U.S. universities to more easily disclose foreign funding. Penn has begun to use the portal, but must do so for all foreign donations. <laughs> it used to be that universities competed for dollars to, to recruit the, the best basketball and football players. You know, give them a car, give them cash under their doormat, whatever. That seems so innocent now, so trite, so small. In addition, Penn must be held accountable to explain why they're receiving donations from foreign governments. It could be the case that these donations from Saudi Arabia, China, and others have perfectly reasonable explanations. Not all foreign funding is bad and can often provide much-needed resources for important research product projects. However, we don't know that for certain, and that's a big part of the problem. Failure to explain in detail where these donations are coming from and why they are being received necessitates an immediate re-examination re of Penn's relationship with authoritarian and undemocratic governments. Penn cannot only state that, quote, laws without morals are useless. Their actions must exemplify this as well. Daniel Gurevich a college first year from Pennsylvania studying political science and philosophy, wrote that 
in March of 2021. So in order to read that, I was on the Daily Pennsylvanian website, which was also quite something to see. Um, because so many articles, now current articles, had to do with what is like the anti-Semitic images that are being um <laughs> however they do, projected onto the walls on campus, onto exterior walls. I mean, where are we? I've mentioned on X and other places that I'm currently watching Band of Brothers. It's tremendous. You can see it on Netflix. It's a 10-part series. Each part is about an hour. It's tremendously done by Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg. And there is a, a sequel coming out. That's going to be on Apple TV. I have inside information about that. So that's very interesting. But what you get really, it's difficult to watch. It's not easy, but if I can do it, almost anyone can do it. You get the sense of commitment to values, commitment to morals, commitment to a cause bigger than oneself. None of these guys are taking selfies. Eh, they couldn't back then. There wasn't, there weren't iPhones, but you get the idea. These medics, these soldiers, they'd get injured but wouldn't want to leave the front line. I'm, don't take me off the line. Don't take me off the line. They knew what they were fighting for. And there's an eerie scene in one particular episode. It's Christmas night, and these soldiers, the 101st Airborne, are right at the line. By the line, I mean they are directly across from their German opposition. And it's wintry and it's freezing and there's snow falling. And otherwise, it's a beautiful location. Trees covered with snow. And the American soldiers are sitting there hiding in their foxholes. You know, just trying to stay alive. And across the line, you can hear the German soldiers singing Silent Night. And in that moment, you're, you're thinking to yourself, <laughs> we're fighting with people who are singing Silent Night on Christmas night. Well, the values weren't all the same, right? And that's where we are right now. And we've got all of these protests of students shouting the ugliest of things. So that's why I wanted to check out this UPenn website. And I did. And again, it's uh, it's it's got so much on it. It's really unbelievable. So on this UPenn website, where I found this article that is two and a half years old, you know there are also all the headlines that are current, right there. Let me read you some of them. Most read number one: Penn student arrested, charged with allegedly stealing Israeli flag from house near campus. That's where we started today. Number two, Penn continues to lose donors, including building namesakes and Penn Club of New York founder. Number three, Wharton Dean says Penn has duty to repair donor relationships after damage to reputation. Number four, Penn denounces projections of pro-Palestinian messages onto campus buildings as, quote, anti-Semitic. Number five. Penn finds, quote, no credible threat after staff receive anti-Semitic emails targeting, targeting a couple of dorms. So there you go. Uh, it, it's, um, 
it's discouraging, it's disheartening, but it's not it's not useless and it's not hopeless. But I do think the power of the purse is is strong. When these major donors say, You were counting on me for fifty million? Sorry. You see, folks, whether you like to believe it or not, capitalism works. It works. It gives people the freedom to support causes they like to and deny their funds to others. It gives people the freedom to, to be entrepreneurs and make that kind of money if they so choose. It also gives people the freedom to speak out, not to steal, but to speak out. But we've also developed this generation of people. And I hope it's not as many as it appears. I hope it's just the loud voices screaming the loudest right now. Because I also spent the weekend watching college football. And these universities were full, packed stadiums of kids who just wanted to win a football game. Because competition's cool. It is. It's fun and it's cool and it's right at the heart of capitalism. It's really easy to be discouraged right now. It's really easy to feel outnumbered by these loud, loud voices. A lot of people don't want to speak up. I always encourage you to be brave and that is to take a stand and stand with the people whose values align with yours. And I always tell you to do good. And maybe that's as simple as stopping a donation that you were going to make to your alma mater. That's doing good. That's not doing bad. That's doing good. That's telling people what you won't stand for. Not only what you will stand for, but what you won't stand for. I don't know what's going to happen at UPenn. A lot of voices are speaking very loudly. We'll see which ideas win in the end. And I can only pray that it's not the ideas of the terrorists. This is not about Palestinian land. This is about Iran having tons and tons and tons of money, same with Qatar, probably Russia and China, funding these terror groups to take out the Israelis, to try to wipe Israel off the planet. And then, as one Israeli told us, as he's waiting for his brother to be released from being a hostage in Gaza. After they finish with the Jews, they will come for you next. These are not happy, peaceful warriors. These are terrorists. And as I was told years ago, the way to overcome evil is to do good every chance you get. So be brave, do good, and we will see you next time. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
the explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.